Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The rest of the NFL is still sleeping on Kenny Pickett. So who's right? Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Here's what a 7-2 stretch run will do for you in Pittsburgh. Save the job of an oft-criticized offensive coordinator despite subpar production over two seasons. Convince the team owner their no longer rookie quarterback is the guy to return the Steelers to the Super Bowl. Instill a belief in offensive teammates and legions of Steelers fans that all the positive momentum and continued development will not only carry over into 2023, but advance in a quantum leap. Welcome to the Kenny Pickett bandwagon, gaining plenty of steam in the Steel City. And there's no one better to christen this vessel for the coming season's voyage than Steelers owner Art Rooney II, who said this to Steelers.com while making a round of early offseason media interviews. Quote, he gives us a chance to win year in and year out and put us in a position where we have a chance to compete for a championship, unquote. Or how about this from the Steelers' most complete offensive player, tight end Pat Fryermuth, as told to SteelersDepot.com, quote, He was just so much more confident and so much more urgent and knew what he was going to do. So it took him a little bit to get going, but he showed that he's the real deal, unquote. Hey, this is what winning six games and throwing just one interception in the process can do for Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. The implication is Pickett is poised for much, much more in his sophomore season. If you believe this line of thinking, it follows that you keep offensive coordinator Matt Canada on board so as to do nothing that would disrupt Pickett's progress. This is precisely what the Steelers did, especially after Pickett himself gave Canada his vote of confidence. Quote, I'm excited to continue to work with him this offseason, Pickett was quoted as saying after Canada was retained. None other than Rooney explained the team's rationale. Quote, they seem to work well together, Rooney said of Pickett and Canada. With a new offensive coordinator, you'd have to start all over again. 
we felt there was enough there to build on, unquote. Perhaps all this optimism is predicated upon reality. The 2022 season was but a glimpse of the big things to come from Pickett and the Steelers' offense. Well, wasn't it? This school of Steelers' thought was bolstered when Fryermuth held a reunion with his first pro quarterback on Ben Roethlisberger's podcast. The tight end revealed just how rudimentary the Steelers' offense was in Pickett's rookie year. The conservative Canada system didn't permit Pickett to do much with regard to reading and reacting to opposing defenses at the line of scrimmage. Said Fryermuth in the Roethlisberger podcast, quote, It's different because we didn't have hots, Fryermuth said. With you, how many times did we have a concept and you looked at Deontay Johnson and gave a signal and it'd be a 12-yard completion? We didn't have that this year, so instead of looking at you the whole time, we were looking at coverage like, I know what I'm supposed to do. It was almost too slow at first because we weren't anticipating, unquote. Again, the implication is the training wheels for Pickett come off in 2023, shifting the Steelers' offense into high gear. The sky's the limit, or so the thinking goes in Steelers' nation. Only the rest of the NFL, especially the quarterback-rich AFC, fails to see it. And when Buffalo Bills QB Josh Allen bowed out of this weekend's revamped Pro Bowl in Las Vegas, where did the team look for a replacement? No, they didn't come calling on picket despite all the building hype in Pittsburgh. Rather, they turned to the Ravens, tapping the shoulder of Lamar Jackson's backup Tyler Huntley and his paltry 658 pass yards and two TDs in six games. Two of those games were against the Steelers late in the season. In the first, the black and gold knocked out Huntley from the game late and likely should have won. Now, for his part, Pickett was also knocked out and early in that game, and Mitch Trubisky got a bit too aggressive, throwing a trio of interceptions that proved to be one too many in order to win. In the second game, there was no contest. Pickett bested the Ravens back up with a stirring touchdown drive in the final minute to win it. Yet Pickett and his 2,400 passing yards and seven TDs were passed over for the Pro Bowl. Predictably, Pittsburgh is protesting. But a Pro Bowl snub is nothing to get worked up over. These days, the Pro Bowl isn't even the Pro Bowl anymore and it was never much more than a flag football game to begin with. What matters so much more is who's right about Pickett and the Steelers' offense. Is it Rooney, Fryermuth, and Pickett himself who firmly believe the Steelers are about to soar? Or is it the NFL who prefers Huntley while sleeping on Pickett? The answers will be delivered beginning in September 2023, when Pickett will be asked to match scores not with Tyler Huntley, but rather the likes of Joe Burrow twice, Lamar Jackson twice probably, Deshaun Watson twice, and Trevor Lawrence once, among others. It will either prove to be a wake-up call for the NFL or a rude awakening 
for Steelers Nation. We have much more on the Steelers prepping for 2023, including what and who Mike Tomlin is eyeing at this weekend's Senior Bowl, all in this wide-ranging edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes bringing the Kenny Pickett Pro Bowl snub to life and to laughs. Right now, let's get right to it. First up, we turn to Mike Tomlin at the Senior Bowl as the team begins to build for 2023. And what's the focus of Tomlin's attention? Well, it's the offensive line. And this could be telling because, remember, last offseason, Tomlin and the team were super focused on the 2022 quarterback crop. Some thought this was a head fake, but it turned out to be right where the Steelers were going with their number 20 pick, which turned in to Kenny Pickett. So which of those O-linemen could land in the 412 area code this year? For that, we turn to Mike DeFabio covering the Senior Bowl for The Athletic and writing this about who's catching the eye of Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. Quote, Mike Tomlin stepped to the front where he got a front-row view of the offensive linemen going head-to-head against the premier pass rushers. The moment that ended practice also in a lot of ways summed up Tomlin's first afternoon in Mobile, Alabama. When the national team took the field at 11 a.m., Tomlin made his way to the end zone to keep a close eye on the offensive linemen. It seemed wherever the linemen went, Tomlin followed. This spanned two separate sessions and several hours. Tomlin is not officially coaching the game in any capacity. However, while coaches and executives from other teams mostly stuck to the sidelines, Tomlin got right into the action with an emphasis on the trenches. By the end of day one, it became clear. Tomlin is either very good at creating a smokescreen or he's very interested in drafting an offensive lineman or two. Now, it's worth noting that the Steelers did have eyes elsewhere. Defensive back coach Brady Brown has been tabbed as the defensive coordinator for the national team and will be evaluating corners and safeties as he prepares his unit for this weekend's game. General Manager Omar Khan and Senior Defensive Assistant Linebackers Coach Brian Flores were also on hand. But the Steelers certainly weren't shy about showing their interest in quarterbacks this time last year and the way Tomlin focused his attention almost singularly on the trenches makes you wonder how substantially the Steelers will address their offensive line this coming offseason. Upgrades at this position group felt inevitable at one point, especially during training camp. However, it would be hard to find a Steelers position group that improved more during the season. At the same time, it wouldn't be surprising to see the Steelers look to improve at any of the five offensive line spots, especially at left tackle, that's Dan Moore's spot, or at left guard, which is Evan Dotson. The last two seasons, the Steelers have invested a first-round pick at quarterback, Kenny Pickett, and running back, Najee Harris. 
keeping the young quarterback upright and providing him with a dependable running game to take some of the burden off his right arm was a big part of the formula for the second-half turnaround. Renewing these efforts with reinforcements on the offensive line would be a wise way to help both first-round picks have long, successful careers, unquote. Hey, good stuff and good eye from the athletic. So, is Tomlin tipping his hand? Perhaps. But it's also pretty much a no-brainer in Pittsburgh that your Steelers should shore up that foundation along the offensive line, so it would not be a surprise to see one or even two early draft selections being spent in this manner. We shall see. Not to be forgotten is that aging talent-limited defensive front for the Steelers. Hey, it hasn't been the same since, since the Steelers allowed Jafon Hargrave to get out of the 412 area code and fly east across the Keystone State to nest with the Philadelphia Eagles. Those Eagles are now flocking to Phoenix for Super Bowl 57. Clearly, the Steelers must shore up the D-line. In fact, Joe Starkey writing for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, argues history shows that a destructive D-line could be the surest route to a championship. Starkey writes this, quote, Defensive destruction up front seems to be a common denominator among championship teams, almost as much as an elite quarterback play. Maybe more in some years, and that isn't even new. It goes all the way back to the steel curtain. And look at what we've seen this year. The Eagles have the most sacks at 78 in one season since the 1984 and 85 Chicago Bears. I'd imagine you've heard of them, too. And it's not just the pass rush. It's massive detonation along the line in waves. The Eagles dominate there. Kansas City defensive lineman, inside, outside, it doesn't matter. Chris Jones almost single-handedly kept Cincinnati out of the Super Bowl. Did you see the numbers? He had two sacks, five quarterback hits, two holding calls drawn, multiple tackles for loss. He was at least double teamed on 31 of 38 pass rush attempts. He could not be stopped. I'm not sure I've ever seen a better big game performance from a defensive lineman. And Aaron Donald destroyed the Bengals in last year's Super Bowl and should have had the MVP. Tampa Bay's defensive front wreaked havoc on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense a few years back. I could go on, but it's simple. The quickest and surest path to winning a championship is to dominate teams up front on the defensive side. It ruins everything. Teams that didn't get it done up front defensively I'm talking you, Buffalo, and I'm talking you, Cincinnati. We'll watch the Super Bowl at home. And yeah, the Steelers should and must fortify up front. They had the makings of a destructive front when they matched Stephon Tuitt and Cam Hayward a few years back. It just didn't work out. Can you imagine if those two and Javon Hargrave could have played together? Had the Steelers been able to pay all three? Hayward remains at the top of his game, but fortifications are needed. I'm talking inside, outside, everywhere. And we do see 
from time to time what the Steelers are capable of, but only when T.J. Watt is healthy. Look at what they did to Cincinnati in the opener. It's time to fortify, draft defensive linemen, or sign one. Larry Ojinjobi, when healthy, is a powerful force, but we need to find a better backup for E.J. Watt. I'm almost to the point where I could justify spending the first two picks in the draft on potential defensive game records up front. It's where everything began, unquote. Hey, that's great stuff from Starkey. So which way will the Steelers go early and often in free agency and in the draft? Will it be the O-line or the D-line? Take your pick because in time, the Steelers will too, both in free agency and the draft. And that brings us here. It officially begins the 2023 offseason with the Steelers brass down at the Senior Bowl scouting for talent to take the team back to the Super Bowl. I mean, that is the vaunted Steelers way. Well, isn't it? Well, not if recent history is taken to account. We're now at six long years without a playoff win in Pittsburgh. This has columnist Ron Cook with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette wondering if the Steelers' way has got up and went. He writes this about your favorite football team that has seemingly lost winning ways. Quote, is there anything more tiresome than the Steelers' way? I've come to laugh at the term because it's representative of a stale franchise that insists on living in its glorious past. How many times have you heard that the Steelers believe in continuity with their coaches, that they've had only three since 1969? Chuck Knoll, who won four Super Bowls and made the Hall of Fame. Bill Cower won a Super Bowl and made the Hall of Fame. Mike Tomlin won a Super Bowl, albeit almost a lifetime ago, and he will make the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt continuity worked for the Steelers for a long time. But is it working now? Has it worked for years? This is a juicy topic because of Jerry Dulek's report in the Post Gazette that the Steelers' president, Art Rooney II, is expected to give Tomlin another contract extension before next season. Contract extension for Tomlin now, at this point, makes no sense for many reasons. One, Tomlin is signed through the 2024 season. Adding two years to his deal would take him through his 20th season with the Steelers. What's the rush to extend him? Why not wait until after next season to further evaluate not just him, but also his decision to make Henny Pickett the team's number one draft choice last April and his much more controversial decision to bring back Matt Canada as offensive coordinator? Would it really hurt just to wait a bit to extend Tomlin? Oh, that's right. It's the Steelers' way to extend the coach with two years left on his contract. His record be damned. Is it me, or has the Steelers' way failed miserably of late? Don't get me wrong, I'm not advocating that Tomlin be fired. I just think it's ridiculous to reward him again after the team has done so little for so long. Isn't the Steelers' way supposed to stand for Super Bowl or bust? Well, hey, 
Ron Cook asked a question, I'll answer it. It is supposed to stand for that. So what do you think? Will it be the big bull or the big bust? Here's how Ron Cook answers, including his column on this somber Steelers note. Quote, what we do know is Mike Tomlin and the Steelers have been stuck in a rut for a long time. I don't see them climbing out anytime soon with so many great quarterbacks on other AFC teams, including Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, and Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Hey, maybe you believe it'll happen. Maybe you still believe in the Steelers' way. I know one thing. I don't. Unquote. Hey, that's the downside of this offseason. Looking ahead to 2023, maybe it doesn't get any better. Maybe the Steelers' way is not the way to win current NFL. Going to take a lot of offseason scouting and selecting some blue-chip players change not only many minds, but the subpar win-loss results the Steelers have been delivering for far too long. Of course, we're going to cover it all right here. We're here every Wednesday afternoon, fresh with the latest scoops from the Steelers Nation on your Steelers Update podcast. Sign up wherever you get your audio, get it automatically. And of course, log on to penlive.com for your Steelers.